It's episode 13 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. Today I have on, uh, I'd consider him one of my guys, uh, half of the half of the Goff brothers, Little Goff, Brandon Goff. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? Welcome it's to the show. A, uh, it's an honor to be on. I'm a, a long-time listener, a, a, a first-time appearance. Oh, yeah. Pimps only, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's been uh, long-awaited, you know? It's been whatever the month and a half however long it's been two months yeah, yeah you've been uh begging to come on and i just i i gave in i was yeah you're like you know, know what i'll, I'll make this, this guy stay. this guy's I'll never gonna leave me alone let him come on my show yeah never gonna leave me alone so i'll finally let him on <laughs> yeah get him on my hair <laughs> yeah exactly like when uh, big boss matt gives people free pizza it's like okay take it and go <laughs> yeah it's like all right just like you can have the bottles just get out of my face yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so um world juniors are going on canada just beat russia five nothing a complete domination from what i saw i worked uh during the first period of it but it was like they took over and it was not nearly as close as i thought it was gonna be yeah we were we were chilling at work in the back watching it on ty's laptop and yeah it was cool one nothing and then i was just chilling on my laptop on the other side of the in the back and oh canada scored again yeah okay five minutes later oh canada scored again <laughs> and Evan was just like well why are we even still watching let's put on basketball yeah exactly dude like they just took control of like 95 percent of oh, the game yeah. russia well, had the, 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 all of chances. canada's games like the shots, like this game, actually the shots were a lot closer, but yeah, like the Finland game, the shots were at like twenty-eight to seven or something like that. I like know. it wasn't, it, they were toying with them. Like this game was closer. I think it was like thirty-five to twenty-three or something like that at one point. I'm yeah, sure it probably still, finished like, a little closer. Them by like fifteen shots. Yeah, you still, they're basically outshooting them by a period. Yeah, like they used, used to go to watch the Canucks a couple years ago. They're getting outshot by double. Yeah, exactly. I. This game, I was like, okay, this is, like, their toughest test. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Obviously. And Russia has probably the highest-rated goalie in the tournament. Yeah, I didn't know what I was... Yeah, that's it. And yeah, he was, like, uh, the 11th over 13th overall pick for Nashville. 11th overall, I believe. Yeah. But, yeah, to Nashville. And he was looking shaky, couldn't hold on to his stick. Oh yeah, that's what we were. We were listening to the yeah. game or watching yeah. the game, and Ray Ferraro's like, I've never heard a guy, or I've never seen a guy, play without his stick so much as a goalie. I know. Like, he's throwing his stick everywhere. Yeah, it's it took me by surprise to be honest, and especially for yeah. a guy that plays like he plays in the KHL for, I'm pretty sure he plays for that team that Datsuk and all those guys play for. Yeah, like like he's a good goalie, right? But maybe he's just shaky on the international level. I have no idea. I mean, but, to be fair, too, like, the Russian team's good, but they're not what they normally are. Like, yeah. They're a good team, but, yeah, like, compared to Vancouver a couple years ago when they were a team, like, basically 
when it was in Vancouver a couple years ago, I'm pretty sure pretty sure that they were all like 20 years old except for like two guys. Yeah. Basically, they they were basically Team Canada now. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that what's his name Askarov. Yeah, Askarov. I'm pretty sure he was he was their goalie then too, because it's his. Thir- I'm pretty sure it's his third year at the juniors. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. He's. Yeah, he's good. I just I don't know what happened to him this tournament. He just didn't really play that well. Yeah, he was one so of much, Russia's so top three players, but every time I saw him play, he just looked shaky. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, so much hype about him to be like, you know, he's this Nashville top draft pick. Mo- goalies that go in or in or around the top ten, like. Yeah. That, that's pretty big news. So for yeah. him to come in and have all this hype around him and not really perform is kind of i mean and he was ranked to go even higher than 10 was he yeah he was like yeah he, he was like going number five in some mock drafts oh damn yeah but um so russia finland no not russia finland finland usa is going on right now it's tied 1-1 i haven't really honestly watched much of it i haven't watched any of it so I still yeah, I've only think USA is gonna pull it couple. off, but Finland's one of those teams where it's like they're not highly rated, but it's still a team I wouldn't want to play against because they're chippy, and they'll yeah. just find a way to make it close and scary. Well, you look at their past; they've made it to, or they they've medaled like eight times at the World Juniors, and of the last yeah. five, I'm pretty sure all of them are gold, and three of those have come in the last like seven tournaments. Yeah. So. Even though they haven't won it in what two years, three years, like they're still a threat. Yeah, they they have one of the top three players in the tournament in Lundell. Yeah, and then they're just pretty balanced everywhere else. Yeah, like, they, they got, won't. They won't. They're one of those teams that just they're just like, sneaky good every year. Yeah, they won't pop off in a, like any certain position, but they'll still like they're really well balanced. Yeah, like they'll they'll have a couple like big name guys like. Dead Kako, who was a young kid, but he went high, ended up scoring the game winner. Yeah. Like Lion A, a couple years before that when they had Yolevi. Yeah. <laughs> like guys like that where they'll have like two or three like big like hype name guys, and the rest of the team's just, they're just good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be Canada-US, but... I would I, love to see Canada I, play US and beat yeah. them. But I wouldn't be surprised if it if Finland somehow oh, yeah. pulled off the upset. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, this is gonna come out after the gold medal game, I believe. Yeah. I think it's tomorrow. So not much of a day off for uh, for the players. Is the gold medal tomorrow? Yeah, I looked. Um, oh yes, it is actually. Yeah. I did book the day off work to watch it, but it I had school tomorrow. anyway, so it didn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. But. I can't. We can't really preview it because it's tomorrow. Yeah, there's no point in previewing but, something that's gonna already have happened. Yeah. Anyways, we are recording tonight, and to do we're a not, little. We're not gonna preview, but I'm just gonna say Canada four two over USA. Okay. <laughs> if we're doing that. I'll do Canada. I think it's going to be a game of good goaltending oh. on Canada's side. Yeah. Well, the, even USA has Knight, who's a top pick. That same draft yeah. as Askarov, I'm pretty sure, too. 
I think we're. I think Canada's gonna expose him. I think it's gonna be four-one Canada. Well, cause he got lit up by. He didn't get really lit up, but yeah, in he Russia, tough, four tough, goals uh, in thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I say four-one Canada over the U.S. Alrighty. It's gonna be embarrassing if Finland's in the final. <laughs> we'll cut this. Well, I was say, <laughs> Finland's gonna make it just because we said this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as I was saying before, we are doing part one of the NHL preview. Uh, we're gonna cover the East and the Central divisions tonight, mm-hmm. and you know, inject the NHL season into my veins. I've been waiting so long for the start. Like, yes. I, 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 I think I'm gonna watch every single game this season. I don't yeah. care what it takes. The fact that there's COVID and these restrictions that we're not about to go to over to people's houses, so that leaves school, which I'm not gonna do, video games, which I'll be doing a lot of, and watching a lot of hockey. Yeah. Weight will be gained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of snacks will be ingested. Yeah, lots lots of garbage. Lots of garbage food in my tummy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to start uh, in the East. And the first team, the Boston Bruins. The Big Bees. Boston Bruins. Last year they finished 44-14-12, winning the President's Trophy. First in the Atlantic with 100 points. Um, so I got players uh, like additions. Yep. And uh, players returning. Yep. So I got DeBrusque, Grizzlick, Craig Smith, and Kevin Miller as, like, notable additions. Yep. Players coming back. But I think they took one of the biggest hits in the offseason besides Vancouver and losing Krug and Chara. And not only that, they lose Marshawn and Pasternak for the start of the season. Yes, I are. Pasternak got hip surgery in september and he'll be out at least till february yep so what do you have on the boston bruins because these are this is one of the harder teams i had to evaluate before this being a toronto maple Leafs fan hearing that the boston bruins got worse is probably the best news i could have heard yeah because the toronto maple Leafs, even though this year they're not in the same division so they might actually make it out of the first round it doesn't even matter if they make it out of the first round because it's not against Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Pasternak is insane. He's one of the players you want to be playing in the league, so it sucks that he's not in the games. Yeah. At least to start off the year. Krug is... Losing Krug is a big one for them. Yeah. Obviously, the minutes he would put up and just skill on both sides. Um, big Z, that is shocking that he went... I'm I surprised mean, he didn't sign. I, I signed with Boston. Yeah, well, resign. The way I saw it, I was like, either he's signing with Boston or he's going back to Czech or Slovakia, whichever one he chooses. I I don't know where it's where he's, where he picks these from, but I just kind of assumed he'd kind of be like a Yager. Just yeah. Alrighty, well, if I'm not gonna be playing where I want to play, I'm just gonna go home, or just call it quits and be like, man, you're 43 years old, go home. But like, yeah. And for a big gut, like what? I don't know how many like how many minutes he lugs a game, but for I think he signed for seven ninety five k. So 
Yeah, he doesn't... Like, you're not going to rely on him for too much, but yeah. on the PK, even sometimes he plays power play and he yeah, just sits stand, in front of the net. Just stand, or stand up there, or even go yeah. up at the point and just freaking... One-timers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't re-up with Boston. Who knows what negotiation talks were like if they... The big thing, too, is he's the captain of the team, and he's been there for so long. Yeah. Like, you think... Even like at that price too, it's not like he was asking for like who knows maybe in Boston he was asking for a million and they didn't want to offer him that and they wanted to offer him the minimum. They said go get the minimum somewhere else. But it's like it's your captain. You kind of like who doesn't sign their captain? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I I, I say that right as Petrangelo leaves and goes to Vegas, but yeah. <laughs> so obviously um, not just Boston. Yeah, so they lost last year in round two to Tampa. Um, I didn't want to put them in the playoffs, but but I looked at their depth and to the Boston Bruins, man. Like I they, think like Craig Smith is an underrated sign, and he gets like fifteen to twenty goals a game, and he's good on the third line. I forgot they had Charlie Coyle, yeah. Brandon Carlo on defense is. Coming to his own, McAvoy taking over as number one, and they still have Rask and Halak. Yep. And yeah, if they can keep that duo going, yeah. last year they were killer. Like, that, that's what short, the league is now. Yeah. It's one A, one B, and with all these back to backs and exactly back to back to backs, and yeah, you're going to need a goalie that you can season. rely on. Yeah. So goalies rely on for the 2021 as season are they a playoff team my answer is yes i don't know my answer you. is always yes with the bruins they uh they have, they, have they missed the playoff since they won the stanley cup i don't believe <laughs> they may have missed it one year one, but yeah if they missed it, it like once, an off year they missed it once yeah like they're in the play it's, they're just one of those teams that they just stay good and yeah. they just keep getting better somehow yeah exactly it's, Thanks to Bergeron and Marchand and Pastel signing for chump change, they're able to sign more guys and stay good, which I don't understand why more teams don't do it. It's like, hey, you sign for less, you might win a cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, team number two, we're going to Buffalo Sabres. Um, the, they probably had one of the biggest... Um, Takeaways from the offseason and signing Taylor Hall. Yep. To be honest, I think Taylor Hall is overrated. I don't think he's much. He had chances in Arizona, and I think ever since he won his won the heart, whenever he did, I can't remember when that three years year ago was. No, I Mc think it was like four, like 2016. I think I think it might have been four because McDavid went back to back, didn't he? Yeah, some stupid thing like that. He could win MVP every year. But, yeah, so Buffalo, they got Taylor Hall. They're bringing back Middlestat, Olafson, Olmark, Reinhardt. They signed Eakin, Montour, Ryder. They traded for Eric Stahl. Um, and they drafted Jack Quinn, who is on Team Canada this year. And they drafted Dylan Cousins last yeah, year. Yeah, that was two, like, not two just past ago, draft, now. but the it's year before. now, so. Yeah. Um, huge signing, like, like, a huge draft pick. Yeah. He's coming to his own. But 
They finished last year 30-31-8, and 68 points, 6 in the Atlantic. You can tell Eichel is extremely frustrated. Yes. Um, I, like, Jack Eichel is one of those players. He's like Deshaun Watson in Houston. Like yeah, exactly. One of the best players in the league, but he's in one of the on one of the worst teams in he's the league. He's just in a terrible situation. Yeah. I think he's easily, like, he could win the heart. Yep. If, like, if they even just make it into the playoffs, give Eichel the heart. He's yes. so electric. Um, but I don't have them making the playoffs. I do not have them in the playoffs. I have them as my fifth team. As your fifth team. My, my, they're, they're, they're that team that's right on the scuff, but not quite there yet. I've, I, I've got them not in. They're, I think... With bringing in or like extending middle stat, Olafson was unreal this past year. Oh, yeah, he was definitely fantasy was unreal for him. The yeah, fact if he that he didn't get hurt, then he exactly been up there for rookie of the year. After he got hurt, someone dropped him in fantasy. I picked him up, let it, kept him on my IR for the longest time. Once he finally came back, he was ringing it again. Yeah. So the fact that he was he was having a great season, got hurt, came back and was still playing like the way he was, didn't really miss or skip a beat, that makes me think that he's going to come back and have just as good of a year, if not better, again. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it was an RFA, but yeah. he's, he's still yeah. at $3 million a year for what he did last year. I'd rather have That's... him at three mil than him for than, than have Brock Besser for five and a half or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Like, Besser... He's been hampered with injuries and it's really oh, yeah. unfortunate. And um, but just for a guy but, guy like Olafson for that yeah. young to come in and make that uh, that impact on a young team too. Yeah. Uh, Hall, that's a it's an odd signing, but with the cap being flat and not changing, I think he took, I, he, I, he took I think the. He, Biggest contract he could yeah, see. Exactly. He, I think that's probably the best offer that he liked that he was going to get. He probably could have got. Play with Jack Eichel. He so. probably could have gone long. He, de- I shouldn't say probably. He could have definitely gone longer somewhere else. I'm sure there was other offers out there, maybe for not eight million dollars per season, but he probably sees it as all right. Well, caps flat this year. Sign a one year deal on a team that, when you look at them on paper, they bring in all these guys, uh, like and with other young guys coming in it's a good young team you're like you said he's definitely overrated for what he is or has been the last couple of years but one year it like what if you don't like it you, you're ufa again you can go wherever you want yeah it's not like he's locked it's not like he's ekman larson and he's locked in for eight years yeah exactly um, third team we got. Out, before oh. you uh, move on, shout out to Brendan Montour signing with them too. Native guy. Native guy. Yep. I gotta shout him out. Gotta shout him out there. Um. Yeah. So before you rudely interrupted me, <laughs> <laughs> I had we got me. we got the New Jersey Devils. Um. They <laughs> have Blackwood returning, Kulikov, Merkley, Crawford, Mercer as a draft pick. I, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. I don't have them make the playoffs. They're nope. <laughs> irrelevant to me. They were 28, 29, and 12, 68 points, eighth in Metro. 
Um, the only thing I like about this team is Jack Hughes and Nico Heeshear. Yep. But any, other than that, I don't see anything worth giving time to. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not just I, uh... Devils fans, but <laughs> this is going to be a quick no for me. They're not in the playoffs this year. Definitely no. Um, yeah. I'll keep it sweet, too. I looked on all the transactions that every team made, and the only thing I could think that I either knew their name or had heard of them before was Corey Crawford, and that guy's like 38 years old. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, New Jersey, just a quick, you know, not really much on them. Yeah, there's not much to say on that point. Yeah. Nice, nice uh, reverse retro jerseys, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give them that. Um, next up, we got the New York Islanders. They added Corey Schneider on an AHL contract. It's a deep signing. They brought back Pulak, traded for Timoshov, brought back Hosang, uh, Andy Green, Matt Martin. Um, they lost Broussard, Grice, Boychuk to retirement, Devin Taves for draft picks. Last year, they had... They overachieved once they got into the playoffs, yep. but they finished 35-23-10, 80 points, six in the Metro. They lost 4-2 to Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is a team that got hot at the right time Yep. and is led by one of the better coaches in the league. And they're not the most exciting team to watch. They're very defensive-minded. Yep. But they got the Coquitlam kid. Yeah, Barzell. So, so I'll always try and watch some of the games because he's electric. And, yeah, I was going to say he's entertaining yeah. to watch. Um, One bad thing about them, though, is that they didn't um put in their reverse retro jersey in time. Because <laughs> it looks the exact same. I'm going to say that's they're one of the... There's about four teams that... I mean, I shouldn't say that they didn't have anything to work with because... There are some some are some teams out there like Detroit that absolutely had nothing to work with, but their jerseys have been the same ever since they came exactly. in. Exactly. So they haven't had the any fact other that the Islanders and the Islanders have had some hideous jerseys too, and they didn't even go. They didn't even decide to do a hideous one this time. They just didn't. They just sent in an old one. Like you gotta be different. Like you know, even if it's ugly, like stand out. You could you could you could take off the reverse retro and just say new third jersey and people would be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They would have no idea. Yeah, exactly. But I think the Islanders are gonna continue yep. what they started or what they ended off um last season. I think they're just like a really disciplined team. And they still have solid goaltending with Varlamov. And their D-man took big steps. And, yeah, like, Barry Trotz has coached Barzell into being a better two-way player. Yep. They're bringing back a bit more grit and veteran presence. And I got the make of the playoffs. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I have them making the playoffs as well. I think that they're – people say, like you said, too, they overachieved last playoffs, like, they, a lot of people don't expect them to make it as far or do as well as they do in the playoffs, playing against some of the teams they have. Yeah. But you look at the last two two years, they've made it pretty deep, or pretty. They've done pretty well in the playoffs for teams that for a team that hasn't been there. Yeah. 
like you look they... at Tavares. Tavares left because he said he wanted playoff hockey, and now they've made it. What they make it to the second round and the third round? Yeah, they've made it farther than Toronto both years. That exactly. Tavares. So and you bring in a you bring in Trotz, who's, I mean, he just he had won the cup with Washington. Yeah. And he does this with the team, so they're definitely a. They're no joke. They're a good team. They're young, and uh, they got speed too. With Beauvillier, yeah. Barzell. They still Even have that. John like, Gabriel Peugeot is still a, exactly. Like, yeah, he bought a bad around too. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I like New York. I like the Islanders this year. I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah. And they weren't. They wouldn't be in my top three. No, I think they did four. They are this year. Yeah. But they wouldn't usually, just because the Bruins have injuries. So I have yeah. them starting off a bit slow, and the Islanders will just kind of, especially in a shortened season. Uh, if it was a regular season, I'd still have the Bruins above them. But, like, this team was, like, kind of hard to because are they just getting lucky or are they actually good? But right. I'm going to trust them, and I'm going to actually finally admit that they're, like, a good hockey team. They're just boring. Yep. But... Yeah, I gotta make them playoffs. Yeah, I think I, I think I have them at the a three or like they could be a three, but probably I think more of a four spot in the uh, this East division with the realignments. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, and it's basically a mix of the Atlantic and the Metropolitan, and uh, I see them as being one of the top teams out of or not one of the top, say. But out of the Metropolitan, they're a solid team. So putting them with a couple of these stronger or weaker, as you would prefer to say, teams from the Atlantic, I think that gives them a shot to make it into this uh, playoff round with the four teams coming out. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Next up, we have the other New York team, the Rangers. Those guys. Now, this team was hard for me to judge or predict. Yeah. Um, so they their additions slash players returning. Brendan Lemieux, Strom, D'Angelo, Gorgiev are all returning. They signed Keith Kincaid to a minor league contract, just some depth and they lost Lundquist, but they have um, two youngsters in net, and Kincaid yep. is just like a solid third string goalie in case you need to call him up in case one of them gets Shesterkin hurt or whatever his name is. Yeah. How do you say that? And then they drafted obviously number one pick Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, they finished 37-28 and five, uh, 79 points, seventh in the Metro. They were swept by Carolina in the qualifying round. Now, key notes for me. Is can Mika continue his hot scoring? Because I think he's one of the more underrated goal scorers in the yeah. league. And will Lafreniere make the Rangers competitive for a playoff spot immediately? Me personally, I think they're one or two years away from that. Yeah. I I don't have them making the playoffs, but I can kind of see him making the backdoor push for the yep. playoffs. But, yeah, I don't have them in the play. I think they're a couple years away from that. But, man, this team's going in the right direction. They oh, have Mika. Sure. Yeah, extended Mika. They just 
they have Panarin, obviously, for like another seven years. Yep. They just signed Gory. They have their two goalies locked up. Lafreniere's on a cheap deal. They just signed D'Angelo, who took a big step last year, and Ryan Strom and Lemieux. Yep. Provide play make provide playmaking and grit. So I think Rangers have the makeup of a competitive playoff team. I just think they're like a year away just to get that chemistry going. COVID and stuff like that, they yeah. can't really gel as well they as well as they would mm-hmm. on a regular season. So I have them not making the playoffs. This is where you and I disagree. It finally happens. I have them sneaking in like the they're the kind of my Islanders. If the Islanders are third, the Rangers are fourth. If the Islanders are fourth, kick the can, Rangers. Um, I've got them just squeaking in. I think that they're one of those teams that was they were close to being a playoff team last year. They kind of went on the route of it seemed like they were going on the route of all right, well let's let's sell and let's stock up. Um, they brought in Jack Johnson from Pittsburgh. A pretty good signing for them, only for one year too, for one mil. That's not bad signing for a decent D-man. Probably throw. I mean, I don't really know what uh, the Rangers' decor looks like, but I'm assuming he'll be in a top four there. Yeah. Um, like you said, they're they've got two young goalies, and like how we said before, it's going to be a season of having a one A and a one B on back-to-back nights that you can resort back to your other guy on the nights you need him to. Um. Having young goalies like that, which can definitely play more due to their physical health, um, being able to recover faster is going to be a big thing for them. Losing King Hank was obviously a sad to see for New York since he was he's the king of New York. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as sad as that is, I think it was the right move oh, for them. Oh, for sure. It was just like it was hard to oh, see yeah. him. Being a sports fan, you never want to see it's. Yeah, you just being a sports fan, you never want to see a guy that's been in a town for that long yeah. leave and go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the future of their goaltending is pretty bright. Um, like you said, Lafreniere coming in, getting the number one pick after losing the play-in round. How that happen? How that can happen? I still don't understand that lottery and how that works. Um, yeah. If he puts them over the hump to become a playoff team, one guy like that, I don't think he's. They say he's going to be unreal, but is he the next? Like, is he McDavid? How he came into Edmonton and yeah, he got hurt his one his call his rookie year, but the year after that, when he got to play a full season, they went to the playoffs. And uh, do I think that he's going to take them to the playoffs? I think so. I don't think it's him alone. You look at Zabinajad and how he the impact he's had in the league the last couple of years, and he's only been getting better and had more of a presence. I think yeah. he's kind of, I think kind of a guy like Eichel where he's not playing in a mass, like, yeah, they're a original six market. So it's probably pretty big. I'd assume, but I don't think it's not like playing in Canada where there's diehard fans at every game that are, you know, stroking yeah. off each player. Um, I think he's one of those guys that if he was in a Canadian market where you'd see a lot of people with Zabinajad jerseys where you don't in New York. Yeah. Cause Zabinajad, he played in Ottawa. He got yeah. drafted by them, but he yeah. was like, 
mad young. Like he was yeah, really that young. That was right after the so he had that was after Sweden won the uh, World Juniors. Yeah, so he hadn't like broken out yet. Yeah. But I last year he was my sleeper. Yeah. And I'm so happy I was right because I oh, picked yeah. him. Yeah, I, picked I know. Him, like seventh round in the fantasy draft. <laughs> yeah, you did. I saw that. And like as soon as he started, he had eight points in two games. And then all of a sudden, I see the trades coming in for Mika, and I'm like, yeah. and I saw a bunch of articles like, trade Mika, he's not going to maintain this, and I'm like, yeah. he's playing with Panarin. Yeah. He will. That's a name that we haven't even mentioned either. We didn't even mention that name at all, Panarin. Like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I still, I still think they're one year away. For some, it's just my gut feeling. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong. Yeah. They're a team. Like switch, I think that it's between them and Buffalo for that fourth spot. Is that's my picks? I got that, that. I got them in Buffalo as like my fourth and fifth. Interesting. All right. So I don't have them as a playoff team, and Brandon does. Uh, oh, USA yep. just made it two-one over Finland. It's four minutes left in the second. Lots of hockey left. Uh, lots of hockey left. Lots of hockey left. Um, next up, we got the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, this is a team who I think is winning the division. Oh. I. They are bringing back Myers. They added Gustafson, a playmaking defenseman, on the back end. And then just... They're they're getting back Oscar Lindblom, which yep. what a story. Yep. And I think Carter Hart. Had a hat. <laughs> hear me out. Might be a little bit of a hot take, but I think he's gonna be a Vesna candidate this year. Oh. And I, I can see that. But in order for them to, I think they're in the playoffs for sure. But I think in order for them to really win the division, I think Giroux needs to get back to his old form. Yeah. Um. But as of last year, they finished 41, 21, and seven, second in the Metro with 89 points. They lost in Game Seven to the Islanders in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think Kevin Hayes he's living up to a seven over seven contract, which he got <laughs> a lot of hate for. Yeah. But he really kind of just gave a spark to that team. Yep. Really defensive, and Sean Couturier's really underrated and like he's not talked about enough but he's one of the better defensive centers in the league and got James James yeah. like there too he's pretty good young forward he's a solid yeah and Ivan Provorov is doing is like a really really solid defenseman but yep. yeah I got them making the playoffs I uh I went with a wild card on this one I don't even have them making the playoffs this year Interesting. I, yeah, I uh, I was trying to like like I was saying before these uh, basically taking half the metro and half the Atlantic and mixing it together and trying to figure out. I uh, I didn't have Philly. I have them out. I just uh, I had a feeling that I I didn't I don't I don't know a hell of a lot about Philly, but I I feel like they could have. Uh, Last year could have been their year, kind of rallying around Lindbaum and everything that happened with him and overcoming Irene Sarcoma. Um, but I, I don't know. I just got a, I got a funny feeling about this year and that 
Philly uh, was kind of a, not a one-hit wonder because they obviously didn't go very far, but I just don't think that they're going to perform as well as they did. I think last year they were a team that was really streaky. I yep. think if they can get to that point too in the 56-game season, I think it could benefit them. And to their credit, they do have a pretty unreal coaching staff too. So yeah, having those guys all on the bench – that have all been bench bosses. Yeah, really helps. Um, we're staying in Pennsylvania, and we're going to Pittsburgh. Um, one second. So yep. Pittsburgh, they signed Cody Cece, traded for Matheson and Kapanen, and they lost Sheary and Schultz to Washington. They lost Matt Murray, lost Jack Johnson. Malkin, Crosby, and Kapanen are questionable for the start of the season. Um, but last year they were 40, 23, and 6, 86 points, third in the Metro, lost in four games to Montreal in the qualifying round. I think Jari's got a lot of pressure on him. Yep. And I think this is their last window for a cup run for another one. And I think this is their last year of maybe any relevancy. But what do you got on them? I'll wait till uh, you're done giving your. I've uh, got uh, I've got Pittsburgh in the playoffs to start off. I uh, I've been riding the the Jari train for since he was in Edmonton with the Oil Kings, because uh, Mr. Vickers, woodshop teacher at Fox, Jari is his nephew. Yeah. So we would always talk about hockey all the time. And I've been following him since he was in Edmonton. I mean, the guy had like 64 wins one season in the WHL and won the Memorial Cup. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's all right. Got drafted higher in the NHL draft than he did in the WHL draft. That never happens. (laughs) Never Um, happens. He's been there for the Fleury-Murray battle. He had his own battle with DeSmith and the Miners, who was going to be the one to be the backup for Murray. They chose just they chose Murray. He was there for part of the games and in the playoffs when Flurry was still there. He took a cup ring from that. He got a cup ring with Murray when they went back to back. He's like I said, he's won a Memorial Cup. He's got two Stanley Cup rings. Maybe he wasn't a crucial part of those, but he's been there for those journeys. He knows what it takes to win. Last year, even pick him up in fantasy you see him his name pop up murray's not playing hot who they throw in net jari everyone's surprised who the heck's this jari guy and uh he's just been he's been in the minors milking wilkes-barre scranton and now he's now he's the starting goalie three years later in the nhl after flurry and murray are now gone um yeah i see yeah i see him uh I don't see him being a like a Vesna candidate, but I see him doing pretty well. See, this is where my hot take comes in. I have him just out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got him in. Um, I, they're my Cody, fifth seed though. <laughs> Cody <They're> my... CC. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. I don't got much to say on Cody CC. Yeah. Being Leafs um, fan, seeing him come in and <laughs> do nothing. I mean, yeah, the whole uh, Toronto team did nothing last year, but. Yeah, Pittsburgh's number five for me. They're just out. Yeah. But um, I think Kapanen, I 
being a Leafs fan, I hate seeing Kapanen go because we had Janssen and Kapanen. We lost both. Um, granted, they were basically the same player, but two good depth players. Pretty sure they're yeah. pretty sure he signed at like three mil a year. So three mil for like a he was a second liner on Toronto. I don't know if he'll be a second liner in uh, Pittsburgh. I don't even know what Pittsburgh's lines look like. Um, I know I know some of the Pittsburgh buddies that we have. They're not too pleased on the Kapanen or receiving Kapanen. Um, Matheson. I don't have much to say on that guy other than I hate him because he dirtied PD in his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's the only reason I know his name. Yeah, that guy can kick rocks. Exactly. I care less about him. But uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. I think as long as Pittsburgh has Malkin and Crosby there, I think that they're going to be not cup contenders, but a playoff team, or like they'll do what they need to do to get to the playoffs. When you have a talent like that, it's kind of they'll give up picks multiple picks i think to get to the play if they need to trade for guys to get to the playoffs like buy when it comes to trade deadline time they'll become buyers if they need to to get to the playoffs yeah um because you're not gonna especially at i mean crosby not old old but what's he 34 now 33 yeah he's getting you're, up there he's not getting any younger even malkin too a couple of years behind him but uh when you got two talents like that on your team that are only getting older you don't really have time to wait especially after they're kind of uh almost in like the chicago from a few years ago when chicago would what they win three and five they went they went back to back a couple years ago and now they've had a couple years off and i think it's going to be within these next two or three years or that's it for them yeah i that's a really good take and uh, that one, it was hard for me to push them out of the playoffs, but I it was just sitting in my gut. I looked at other teams, and I'm like, I just have this itchy feeling that yep. I, there's there's not gonna not gonna squeeze in. It's like it's like my Philly take. I just I got a feeling that Philly's not in it. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta listen to your gut. Yep, exactly. Um, and last in the East, before we move on to the Central, uh, we got the 2018 Stanley Cup champions, Washington Capitals. Um, they added Chara. They signed Craig Anderson due to the unfortunate news of Henrik Lundqvist. Yep. They added Connor Sheary, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Justin Schultz, and... Lundqvist before his open heart surgery. Yep. Um, I still feel like if he's eligible to play, Washington will maybe, or someone will sign him. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but they lost Kovalchuk, Braden Holtby, and Rako Gudas. So, yep. mm, like, besides Holtby, but he kind of had a down year. Not any noticeable subtractions. Yeah. Um, they finished last year 41, 20, and 8, 90 points first in the Metro. They lost in five games to the Islanders in the first round. I, I don't have much else to say about this team, but I really like what they did. I think Connor Sheary, um, I just think he's a really good gadget player. Yep. 
and even just Chara with the big presence on the blue line. Justin Schultz, he was a good defenseman on Pittsburgh. Like he was yep. a good, he could orchestrate a good power play, like second unit. Like he was, whenever Chris Tang went down to Pittsburgh, Schultz took his spot and with ease, like with a lot of comfort. I think, yeah, I got them making the playoffs, dude. And I think they're going to be a really, I think they're still a strong team. As soon as if Ovechkin keeps this up, like. Why wouldn't they, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of that same uh, same boot as with having Crosby. Like, you yeah. have a talent like that, you're going to keep going as long as you have him. And yeah. I mean, the guy's 35, and he's still putting up 50 goal seasons. So. Yeah. Yo, this guy would have passed Gretzky by now if he didn't have to go through two lockouts in a COVID season. Yeah. Two COVID seasons, if you think about it. Yeah. Because he had 12 games cut short last year, and then he has 30 games cut short this year, or like 25 games cut short this yeah, year and, and so he missed the out on, from a few years from how many years yeah. ago that was so he's missed out on like more games than he's probably missed out on at least 50 goals to 100 goals <laughs> like probably i would say like 70 75 goals he's missed out on yeah i'm gonna say somewhere in between 60 and 80 somewhere yeah um what do you have on washington dude i've got i've got them missing i think that uh, them playing against Barry Trotz all the time is not going to vote well for him. Like, uh, especially with all these um, series-like games that they've got. I think Trotz, like what happened in the playoffs, I feel like Trotz just knows the caps and knows how to beat them. Yeah. And uh, not only having to beat the caps, but having to beat Holtby, which you no longer have to do. You have to beat Craig Anderson, who... Ilya Samsonov. Yep. And, uh... Um, what was I going to say? Not having Holdby. I think Big Z's, uh... It's not a terrible addition. I say it's more of a... I think it's a low-risk, high-reward. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a loss for Boston more than it is a gain for Washington. Yeah, I agree with that. Um... I don't think that they make themselves much better at all by signing him. But it's not like they're downgrading at all, really. I mean, if you want to look at it in one way, you could say you're bringing in Chara for Gudas, which that's an upgrade. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, like you said, losing Hank to his heart problem and having to have open-heart surgery, that's... Uh, a loss for them for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that they extended Dylan, Brendan Dylan. Yeah, they did. So Four having him ago. for a few more years, he's a solid, yeah. solid D man played in. I think so. San, San Jose, big, he was in. Yeah, he's a big body D man. He, yeah. Yeah, he's a he, good. He's condition. a. A solid guy to add to your team. So, I think that they're. I think that the goalie situation could hurt them. Um. But I think that I ha- like I said I have them missing the playoffs, but I think that they're one of those teams that uh, having a guy like Ovi and you got uh, Kuznetsov and Oshi, you got you got guys on your team that are only going to get older, and when you got guys like that, you want to win with those guys because they give you your best chance. So I think they're one of those teams that they could definitely 
make an impact, but I personally don't think that they're going to. Fair enough. All right, so do you want to go over – do you have your teams ranked 1 to 8 or – I uh, I didn't rank them 1 to 8, but uh, I got I got 1 to 5. All right. So I've got, give them to me I've, and got, then just... I've got Boston as my top. Okay. I got them finishing up top. I have Pittsburgh at two. I've got the Islanders at three, the Rangers at four, and Buffalo at five. Okay. And then Jersey as the last one. <laughs> I got... Philadelphia 1. Yep. Washington 2. Islanders 3. Bruins 4. Penguins 5. Rangers 6. Sabres 7th. And the Devils 8th. Yep. Yep. I think that the uh, the Devils 8th is a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, if, I, if I could bet on that, I would put a lot of money down. Yeah. 100%. All right. Moving on to the Central Division... Um, this one wasn't as hard as the East, but it wasn't easy. Um, so let's start off the top. You got Carolina Hurricanes. Um, players added or returning got Fogel, Hayden Flurry, Forrest Ling, Dougie Hamilton off IER, Jesper Fast. They drafted Seth Jarvis in the most recent draft, so I've heard a lot of good things about him. They've lost Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Justin Williams to retirement, and they traded Joel Edmondson to Montreal. Uh, last year, they finished 38-25-5 for 81 points and fourth in the Metro, but they swept the Rangers 3-0 in the qualifying round, but then they lost in five games for the Bruins. This team's really similar to the Islanders for me. Yep. They're like not they don't jump out to you on paper, but they're one of those teams that will battle and find ways to win, like three one or four two or four three two one, like really close games. Uh I got them making the playoffs. What do you got on the uh hurricanes? I've got them making the playoffs. Um I think the last couple of years that they've come in and surprised people and i think that that's they shouldn't be surprising people because they've proven now do it one year you know whatever two years making it after being a team that is a laughing stock that they've got more people i don't even know shopping at walgreens late at night than people showing up to their games yeah when, when ty was in north carolina they were selling tickets for like nine bucks and uh for a team that wasn't really a big deal for the, I'd say, it, from when they won the cup in what was it, 06? Yeah. Up until three, four years ago, they were a laughing stock in the NHL. Yeah. And now they've, uh, now they've come to play, and I think that they're a serious playoff team. I don't think, I don't see them as a cup contender, but they're definitely a serious playoff team. I, yeah, I wouldn't take the Hurricanes lightly in any sort of, fashion especially the playoffs in a multi-game series but yeah so we both got hurricanes make the playoffs very sneaky team well coached by mr rod brendamore absolute freak 
yeah, the <laughs> God himself. Um, next up, we got Chicago Blackhawks. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks added and returning. We got Soderberg, Janmark, Zadorov in a trade with Colorado, uh, along with Lindholm. They signed Malcolm Subban, uh, Dominic Kubelik, Brendan Peary. They got Reichel in the draft. They lost Saad to Colorado. They lost Olimata, Kirby Doc for four to five months. Yep. From his injury in the World Juniors. They lost Alex Nylander as well till April 23rd. Meniscus, I they think. They lost that. Crawford to New Jersey and Taves' illness till at least February 2nd. So lots of subtractions yes. with Chicago. Pretty big ones too. Saad brought a different sort of speed. Didn't really contribute much, but he's still like an ex, like someone you still need to pay attention to. Kirby Doc, obviously, he had six points in nine games in the playoffs last year. Yep. Jonathan Taze is the leader. Man, with. I searched up their goaltending depth. They lost Crawford. They lost Leonard. They got no one on that yep. fucking. in the paint. They got absolutely nobody. Last year, they finished 32-30-8 for 72 points and 7th in the Central. They beat the Oilers in four games in the qualifying round, but they lost in five to Vegas. I think, like, if you bet the Blackhawks to win the playoffs, and they do, it's going to be one of the biggest payouts out of any team this yep. year, in my opinion. I don't, even with Patty Kane and how showtime he is... I don't have Chicago making the playoffs. I agree. Um, like you just listed, all the names that they lost and will not have to start the season. That's I think that's enough said right there. With just you don't even need to list the names that they lost. Just the team, the players that aren't going to be in to start off the season. Um, like you said too, they got Sue Ben in between the pipes, who's been a decent backup at best. Um, I think it'll be tough for a team that's already been struggling the last couple of years to be any better than they have been with the, when you look at their roster and their IR, it's going to be pretty tough to make an impact. Yeah. I don't, I see them basically being the exact same as they were last year. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... All right, uh, moving on, we got Columbus, and I really like this team. I think they have one of the best coaches in the league, in John Tortorella. They added Michael Delzato to a PTO. Who knows what's going to go on with that? Um, they added Miko Koivu, traded for Domi. Little signing of Gregorenko. Um, they lost Josh Anderson to Montreal in the trade for Domi. They lost Nyquist till April 12th. And Merzlikens, Gerby, and Dubinsky are questionable. And they lost Alex Wenberg. Uh, last year, they finished fourth in the Metro at 33-22-15 and 15 for 81 points. They beat Toronto in that wild series, your Leafs. Um, sorry, I know that's a sore subject, but it was a really good series. They lost three. They beat 
them 3-2. Yeah. But they lost in five games to Tampa Bay, who ultimately went on to win the Cup. We'll get to them later. But how do you have Columbus doing this year? I've got Columbus as my number five, my honorable mention. I have them missing the playoffs. I uh, Wow. Yep. All right. I think that they're one of that they're that team that I think it's gonna be either them or Carolina are my two. They're they're my four and five. I think that it's alternating between one of those two. Interesting. Yeah. That one is... We will get to it later we'll get to it on the uh this next team, but uh I think that Columbus is one of those teams in this realigned division that is gonna possibly struggle to due to it. Um like you said though, they've got Torts who's one of the best coaches or if you want to say some people think he's the worst um one of the hardest coaches in the league um but you look at what he's done with columbus and he's actually he's he's actually been given tools to succeed and you see what he's done um another name that i don't think you mentioned was pierre-luc dubois i was just about to bring that up 22 years old yeah Um, they re-signed him right after like after i did the um preview or yep. my notes and i forgot to add it down but yeah they which two was, years which is huge i don't know what I, the money was but i'm sure it probably was not terrible no it wasn't it was a it was a really good deal i feel for, like torch probably called him and said you're gonna sign for this and if not i'm gonna kill you and he said okay <laughs> yeah i'd say okay um i think domi's a i don't know about two years five million a season I don't know about the Domi for five mil a season. Um, had a good, decent impact in Montreal. He was pretty good in Arizona when he was there. Um, but yeah, I think that they're one of those teams that they they could struggle because of the realignment. Interesting. Interesting. I have them making the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got the Dallas Stars. Stanley Cup runner-ups. Um, they brought back Hintz, Giryanov, traded for Pissick. Uh, they got Foxa, bringing back Hudobin, bringing back Sakara. They lost Hansel to retirement, Janmark to Chicago, Perry to Montreal, and Roman Polak to Europe. Um, mm. Uh, last year they finished 37-24-8 and eight for 82 points in third in the Central, and they lost in the Stanley Cup Final to Tampa in six games. Brandon, give me a rundown about Dallas. What do you I, got? Uh, I don't got much on them. Like you said, they lost uh, Polak to Europe, who's clearly a big loss when a guy leaves the NHL to go to Europe. Yeah, <laughs> big loss. They're going to be hurt by that one. Um, Another one, Corey Perry, the... Uh, Underrated loss. Not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's a impactful player. Like he's not gonna be one of those guys that uh, comes in and makes an impact on your team that you're gonna notice every day. I just think he can knock a, some player. He can get exactly. Some he's the rat. Yeah, he's just a yeah, he's just a rat. Um, so like he's one of those guys that you love to have but you hate to play against. Yeah, it's not like he's you're losing McDavid. You're yeah. losing. Like a third, fourth line player. I'm saying it's not like you're losing a a 2010 Corey Perry where he's on your first line and does that stuff. 50 goals a season, yeah. Exactly. Um, 
their losses aren't very big. Yeah, for the most part. But the re-signings and their but the re-signings they have really big. I really like think back they get open. Yeah, huge. He's like a. They have like a Boston Bruins. Thing I'm gonna say, and they've got there. they've got New Dobin for 3.3 average. So it's a, a bargain. Exactly. It's a massive contract for them, and Hanson um, Gurionov came out last year. Mm-hmm. So I have them making the playoffs. I think that was a really easy decision for me. Oh yeah, I do as um, well. Obviously, like their only step up from last year is to win the cup. Yeah. So I think they're gonna take a step back from last yeah, I, year. I don't think that they're gonna be a cup final team. No, I think they're taking a step back, but I still think they're a really strong team. Yep. And yeah. I Next see. Up, uh, oh, before you before you? we move on here, I see. Uh, I see Dallas being a team. Oh, hey, Scout. Um. I see Dallas being a team that will benefit from the division realignment, being a team that is from the West and normally would be playing against bigger, tougher, more physical teams. When you're now you're, you're playing against Florida and Tampa and Carolina, where yeah. they're not used to playing that physical game every week, basically because they're going to be playing yeah. these teams every week. Um, yeah. I think that they'll benefit from that. And like you said, too, I, I don't see them making it to the finals or anything like that because you look at their division, they've got Tampa, Nashville, Carolina, Columbus. Like Those are some good teams. Um, I do see them making the playoffs, but I don't see them making it past the second round even. Like I, I Maybe getting past the first round, but not even. The, I don't think they're making it past the second round. Yeah. That's a... Uh... That's a good um, analysis of them, and uh, I'm in agreement. Mm-hmm. So Detroit, moving on to Detroit, we got players coming back or additions. Quite a lot. Almost got a cramp in my hand from writing down all the shit that they uh, yeah. added. Anthony Mantha, Bertuzzi are coming back, Nemestikov, Thomas Grice. Uh, Troy Stetcher, Bobby Ryan, Sam Gagne, trading for Mark Stahl, re-signing Fabry, um, and number four overall, Lucas Raymond in the draft. They lost Trevor Daly to retirement, Perlini to Arizona. They they bought out Ablocator. Jonathan Erickson still a UFA. Like they made they made good steps. Like I. As a Canucks fan, I was low-key really hurt that we lost Stetcher. I just I loved I, he Stetcher played bigger than Myers, and he's a foot shorter than him. Myers. You know how mad that makes me, but they got a great player in Stetcher. Yeah. Had a really good deal, two years, like let like one point two mil or something year. like that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I don't have them making the playoffs, and they had. Yeah. The worst season in franchise history, <laughs> maybe even possibly the NHL, 39 points, 17, 49, and 5. Eighth in the Atlantic. They got robbed of the first overall pick because I honestly think they were just that bad. <laughs> but, they just said, you know what, you're that bad, you like, don't deserve it. Like, I don't even think they tried to tank. I just think they were They just not, were that bad. They, they just weren't good. They had they were like out for watching a very any long time. They were like watching any local minor sport from yeah. our age group. They were just yeah. that bad. 
they had Mantha out for a very long time, and they upgraded for Thomas Grice and Nat. And, yeah, I I like what they did. They got some veteran presence in Mark Stahl on the back end. Yep. And Mantha was, like, he had to have had one of the higher goals per game because he was hurt for a lot of it. Yeah. And Fabry, with the new location from St. Louis to Detroit, really kind of sparked something in him. But... Detroit's making the right moves in the they're making the right moves to get in the right direction. Yeah. But I I like they're not even coming kind of close to the playoff spot. No, no. But like I don't Detroit's one of those teams that's actually rebuilding the right way. And they're getting veteran presence on like they're not over signing like Early thirty-year-olds. Exactly, they're not signing like guys like the connected with Sutter yeah. and Beagle. Like they're not they're, signing guys that are on, towards the back nine and yeah. signing them to five, six million dollar a year contracts. Yeah, but they'll trade for a Mark Stahl who's got yeah. a, two years left on his deal at not a bad contract just for veteran presence to like for Stetcher and other players, and they still have Mort Sider in the system. So I think they're. Yeah, they're making the right steps, and they're light years away from being competitive. But yeah, I, I, I've always liked Detroit. I've they've always done it right, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never, I agree. I've never, never been a, a Leafs fan and a Canucks fan. I've never really had any beef with Detroit. Like, there's just well, like they the, went on that run and. 0809 or what is it? No, like of what is it? Like 26 oh, yeah. years in the playoffs, and obviously that was gonna come to an end with Datsuk and Zetterberg leaving and all that. Yeah, end of an era. But yeah, they got new newcomers and Dylan Larkin, who's probably gonna be the new captain because they yep. announced they're gonna name a captain, and Mantha and Bertuzzi, like Stetcher, like Robbie Fabry. Yeah, like, uh, all the players I they're knew. definitely going to be better than they were last year. Yeah. Saying that being better than they were last year is not saying much. Early, <laughs> but they have 46 points last year. 39. 39. <laughs> they didn't even have 40 points. Yeah. I think if we compile the team of just guys from BC that we know, we could probably get 40 points. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, I don't um, know if you said the name Bobby Ryan. They signed. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, they signed Bobby um, Ryan. That, I mean, one year, one mil. That could be, you, you saw he when he came back last year in Ottawa after going to rehab and everything like that. Um, had a not terrible season. Um, maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Could yeah. maybe spark his career again, even though he's one of those guys that's probably on his back nine. But he's been around for a while. Um... And Sam Gagne, too, a cheap, uh, easy signing. Yeah, I but agree. Yeah. Uh, so, Florida Panthers. Uh, they added Duclair, traded for Hornquist, Gudas, Alex Wenberg, Brennan Weger, Henestroza, Owen Tippett is in the AHL, but he's a highly touted prospect and Lindell who is in the world juniors right now one of the better prospects coming out of the draft they lost Hoffman Eric Halla Matheson but they got Hornquist in return they lost Brian Boyle Pissick 
and Dadnov. Last year, they were 35-26-8, and eight, 78 points, fourth in the Atlantic. They lost in four games to the Islanders in the qualifying round. And their biggest X-Factors, Bobrovsky, Kenny live up to it, but I think they lost more than they gained, yep. and I think they are out of the playoffs this year. I agree. I uh, don't have much to say uh, for Florida. Yeah. They got Hornqvist. Yeah. Um, they got Declare. Who knows? Maybe that could be something good for Declare. Declare's a pretty good player that just, I don't feel like he just never fit in where I he's think, been. Yeah, I think Declare and Hoffman kind of offset. Yeah. Yeah, it's a decent one for one. Yeah. Um, but, um, Spencer yeah, Knight not... is the Team USA goalie. Yeah. And if uh, Bob's not on, I think that they've got a good backup that they can go to. Yeah. I think he's still a couple years away, but yeah. they still because they still have a Dreger or Dreger, whatever. But he filled in for Bobrovsky pretty well. But, okay. but yeah, um, so Nashville, they uh, added or returned uh, Granlund. They added Halla, um, Brad Richardson, good PK guy. Uh, they added cousins from Montreal, Borowiecki from Ottawa. Borokop. Yeah, Borokop. And they drafted Askarov in the draft, so that was big. And um, they lost Hamus to retirement, uh, Yannick Weber, Craig Smith to Boston. They bought out Kyle Turris, and Arvidsson's questionable for the start of the season. Big player for them, but I'm sure he's going to be back. You might even start because usually questionable is like whenever someone has an injury attached to them, they're technically always questionable, but he'll yep. probably start pretty soon. Last year, they were 35, 26, and 8, 78 points, fifth in the Central. They lost in four games to Arizona in the qualifying round, which I called. <laughs> it was honestly one of the easier bets I've made. Yep. I didn't put money on it, but I was listening to it, and I'm like, Nashville's one of the more overhyped teams i've heard of and arizona is going to dust them and they nearly did but i don't have them making the playoffs i uh we're the opposite on this i do have them making the playoffs interesting much like uh much like dallas i think that they're going to benefit from this division realignment if you look at uh the western conference last year in the central division you got st louis and colorado as the top two and the next two are dallas and nashville and uh, much like with what I said with Dallas being a tougher Pacific team, that like you you have St. Louis and Colorado in your division, like in the NHL right now, good luck getting out of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think playing against like much like I'm gonna say it again, much like Dallas playing against Eastern teams like Florida and Chicago, even Carolina, I think that they'll just I think they'll bully them. Um, Pecorini's getting old, and you already said it. They've got uh, Askarov, but yeah. they also have UC Soros. I was gonna say they also have that backup. Got the same birthday as that guy, pretty sure. Fun fact. You're basically just as good as him then. I'm ba- okay. I am basically him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have the last name as Jared Goff and the same birthday as UC Soros. So exactly. So 
Exactly. I, where's my money? <laughs> yeah, you're basically the best athlete of all time. Yeah. You ever heard of me? The, no. You're like a next level dual sport athlete. Exactly. I'm, I'm Bo Jackson, but minus the athletic ability. Yeah. <laughs> you just got um, the names and the birthday. Exactly. I think Boro Cops just. I don't know if that makes him any Yo, better. I love him, yeah. <laughs> I just I love, love that story of him finding the guy mug in the car yeah. and he just <laughs> holds him down until the cops come. <laughs> in franchise mode on NHL, he's always the player I look to trade for. Yep. Because he always his hitting power is always oh, so big. He and he's skates such a cheap 100 miles player. an hour straight into the boards and would break the boards. Yeah, and he's, like, <laughs> and he's a really cheap player. So, yeah, I I love him, but... Obviously, yeah. I don't know. Nashville just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And last but not least, to finish off this episode, we got the defending Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. And if any team is going to take a step back or has the bigger chance of taking a step back, it's this guy, it's this team, because they can't take a step forward because they won the stupid cup last year. Yeah. So... Literally any other result than a cup win is a step back. Um, but they're still one of the best teams in the league. They added and they have returning. They got Gabrick and Nielsen, but that was mostly for the rights to their LTIR status exactly. so that they can save money on this on their cap. And that trade um, helped with Sorelli and Sergachev. Bringing them back on bargain deals. Yep. yep. Um, Joseph Chernak, Maroon, Luke Shen, which is an underrated signing, which I really like. He's a really for 800k <laughs> physical defenseman. I loved him when he was on Vancouver. Mm-hmm. He didn't flash you with goals or anything, but he was dirty in the corners, and he'd always he was that he's big. A, he's body. a he's a less skilled uh, on the defensive end version of Tanev. Yeah. He'll go out there and he'll eat pucks. He'll yeah, even fight. And, yeah. uh, he, like, he's the guy that won't take anything from anyone. Like, he'll defend. He's the, he's the Tanner Riley of the team. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that guy is a wagon. But they, um, Tampa oh. lost. Finland just scored. Oh, your, uh, your TV is ahead of mine, so you oh. just jinxed it for me. But <laughs> that's all right. I'm okay with that. 3 2. 3 2, eight, eight minutes left. left. Yeah, lots of hockey to play. Lots of hockey to play. Um, but yeah, so they lost Kucherov for the regular season. Uh, what did he get? Hip surgery or? Yep, hip. Yeah, so that was a big loss. But and they lost Johnson. They waived him. They lost Shattenkirk, Bogosian, Paquette, and Coburn. I liked Paquette and uh, Shattenkirk, but. You know, they were tight on money, and I think they still gained more than they lost. Yep. I think Bogosian and Coburn are, is like a Luke Shen. Like, they just... Yep. They didn't really lose much. It wasn't a huge drop-off. Uh, last year, they were 43-21-6, second in the Atlantic with 92 points, and they obviously won the Cup in six games over Dallas. But no question they're a playoff team. If you don't put them in the playoffs, even with Kucherov missing the regular season, I still think they're the best team in this division. Yep. Because they're just so deep, man. Like Braden, they have like Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, because he's going to be coming back. He's going to be healthy. I was going to just say that. Yeah. Like. I was going to say is 
you look at them in the playoffs, they played basically the whole playoffs, I think, without Stamkos yeah. except for the one game. And he's not. And so now you're just swapping Stamkos for Kucherov. Yeah. That's all you're doing. And you have the best goalie and the best defenseman on your team as well. So and your best defenseman good? is at 4.8. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're so good that we don't even have to spend a lot of time on them. They're so well, the only real thing so to say fast. on them is they've got good contracts. They got Storelli for four. Yeah. They got Sergachev for just under five. And they Mar- Maroon for nine hundred. Yeah, Shen for eight hundred. An extra like at least seven mil coming off their cap because Kudrov's yeah. only making nine. And they've got Nolan Footy or Foodie, whatever yeah. his name is, a draft pick. Yeah. Coming through there. Which who knows if he'll make it this year or if he'll play if he does make it if he'll play a hell of a lot but they've got yeah. some young talent coming up. Yeah, so Tampa Bay is obviously going to be contending this year because Kucherov they never say he's going to be out for the season just a regular season so if he comes back for playoffs and the cap doesn't count towards the playoffs so they're going to have all of this and they're, they're going to pull a St. Louis and say yeah. all right Vladimir Tarasenko you're out to the playoffs yeah and then bring him they, back in. Yeah, it's it's insane. So yeah, 2021 playoff team, of course. And ranking one to eight for me, I got Tampa one, Dallas two, Columbus three, Carolina four, Florida five, Nashville six, Chicago seven, and Detroit eight. We are decently similar. I've got. Tampa one, Dallas two, I've got Nashville three. Okay. I've got Carolina four, Columbus five, Florida six, Chicago seven. Uh, coincidence, the Chicago seven movie? I think not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that until I read it out. Um, and then Detroit at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's episode thirteen. That's NHL preview part one. With my boy, Goffo, Goffer, Brandon Goff, BG, Little Goff. Call him whatever you want. Don't uh, call me whatever you want. You have my permission. <laughs> you have my permission. Uh, but Brandon, man, thank you so much for joining me. It was a lot of fun having you on. And obviously, I will see. you are going to be coming on again next week to give our part two and our awards and cup predictions, our... West preview or Canadian team preview. It's going to be a blast next week. Yes, sir. Um, do you want to plug anything, uh, whether it's your social media or whatever you got going on? Uh, well, away, whatever you yeah, I'll pull this up here. You can uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, bgoff underscore 73. That's uh, the local Instagram pictures of me and my dogs. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Goff underscore Brandon. Um, my Twitter is normally just stupid sports things or random thoughts while I'm either drunk or tired in the middle of the night and I can't sleep. So, if you're into those, if you're looking at if you're more if you're into subpar posts, give me a follow. Sometimes those are where the best laughs come from, you know. Yeah, I mean it's more that I'm laying in bed and I'm laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious. I should tweet this, and then I get no likes. <laughs> hey, man. Just tweet it for your own enjoyment. Hey, but I did it. I did actually send out a tweet the other day, and I got 12 likes. Is that good? 
uh, well, that's I'm pretty sure that's a career high for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I I think only one of them followed me. Oh, wow. So I I, uh, I, I pinned a tweet with um like I did that compare picture with Daniel O'Priori. I don't know if you saw it. No. Um, but he was in an episode, like, he liked a tweet saying that uh, gold necklaces with a black turtleneck is, like, a power move or whatever. <laughs> and I remember he wore that in one of his episodes. Yeah. And I compared it to the black and gold Power Ranger. Oh, and, yeah. And, all I, and I tagged him. And I got, like, 42 retweets and, like, Ooh. 580 likes. Wow. And he liked it. Oh, so, that's... That's uh. So as soon as he or like he liked or retweeted it, and then it just blew up. Like wow, we might as well be best friends now. Yeah, and I was like, I've had it pinned ever since. Yep. And I've just been I think on my I have high a tweet horse. Pinned. I'm gonna check yeah. it out, see what it says. I've just been on my high horse ever since. I mean, I don't blame you. Yeah, but yeah, this is a lot of fun, dude. And we're gonna do it again next week. Uh, you guys know where to find me. At Jevin.Lefave on Instagram, at JevinLefave on Twitter. Follow the uh, podcast Instagram at leftsideheavy.thepod and on Twitter at sideheavy. I'm going to try to get that Twitter going. I still haven't. I always forget I have it. So <laughs> I should kind of maybe get my ass in gear. But intro, outro music. It's Savage by. Tom Ivory featuring Six Man. Those are my boys. They're going to come on soon. Tom Ivory's already been on episode five. Kick back and relax number one with Tom Ivory. Go give that a listen. Don't forget to download the episode. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and share. Leave a review. You know, just help your boy grow the show. Um, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys next week with NHL Preview Part 2. I just gotta let go. Went from ducking and fucking and now I got put in the friend zone. There's no need for discussion, I just really love how you get low. But I'm dipping, I'm cutting the shorty and we're being ten toes, ten toes. I, I just gotta let go, call me a Benzo, paid all cash, I won't take no rent.